Hey everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that covers video game news, trending industry topics, and reviews on recent game releases. My name is Luke Armstrong and I'm your host. Joining me today is a very special guest. He is the host of Luke Warm Games Podcast. Please welcome Luke Lewis. How's it going, Luke? It's going well. Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. Yeah, it's uh, great to have you here. We uh, connected on Twitter and we've been messaging back and forth for a little while now trying to actually get something together, get a, get either me on your show or you on mine. And so I'm glad that we were finally able to, to make that work today. So Definitely. Also joining me is my co-host, Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you doing? I am great, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> In less than one week, it's time for Summer Games Done Quick, SGDQ. Uh, I know I, I rant about this a lot and how I look forward to it all the time. So uh, so anybody that's into games, speedrunning, um, you know, charity events, it's just it's a great thing to watch it's a great cause uh it starts this sunday at noon eastern i believe so um definitely check that out i'm gonna be watching it as much as i possibly can and um yeah so i'm really looking forward to it i'm glad it's back so for those of people who maybe this is their first time listening to the show haven't heard of games done quick like give us the rundown of what that kind of format looks like so they take a week week long 24/7 during that time frame where they just have people speed running video games for charity and they take you know all that money obviously and they uh, donate it then to to the charity that they're working with I think for oh, I'm trying to think uh, summer games done quick they usually work with uh, I think it's doctors without borders yeah that sounds right um, so. Yeah, so for 24 hours a day, for seven days, and usually a, a, just a little bit longer because, you know, they add extra, like, bonus games in and things like that. It usually runs uh, longer than what they, they normally expect it to. Um, it's just people speedrunning games for a great cause. Now, normally it's in, like, a live setting. They'll, they'll run out, like, a hotel and, like, a big, like, uh, you know, those big conference rooms or whatever, and they'll just have a big setup in there, tons of chairs for people to come in and watch these people play. Uh, games in in front of everybody. So this year's a little bit different, obviously, with all the COVID stuff that's happening. Uh, they're taking everyone's safety into account, and they're not doing it in a uh, open, like public setting. It's it's all going to be online, so everyone's just going to be streaming from their own homes. It's going to be being streamed by the Games Done Quick channel uh, on Twitch. So uh, that's the place to watch it. They have all sorts of prizes they give out during the event. There's uh, um, some great games being played, amazing speedrunners, just absolute masters of their craft, always have some great commentary, um, you know, some great music in between, in between games. And yeah, it's just, um, it's super fun. Like I said, it's for a great cause. So definitely check that out. Awesome. Well, great, great pitch. It's like GDQ themselves that hired you to, to go plug, plug, plug <laughs> the show. But no, I, in all honesty, it is a great, great show. If you haven't checked it out, um, I highly recommend it. Even if you don't really know or care about speed running, just check it out because mm -hmm. I kind of had that thought of like, oh, speed running games. Like really, what is that? But yeah, you go in and watch these people play these games uh, a lot of them are retro games but there's even games that released like this year that people mm -hmm. already basically picked apart found glitches 
or shortcuts in ways that the game wasn't intended to play that have like you know are, are part of the strats and playing the games as quickly as possible and stuff and it, it's really really fun to to just see games like it really shows you uh how broken some games are um that you yeah that look flawless and play flawless and then these people <laughs> these evil evil people just pick them <laughs> apart and find all the holes in the game to their their benefit of speed running so it's now on on the flip side of that though uh so yeah some of it is them just absolutely breaking the game the physics the walls the whatever they can to to progress but there are certain games where it's just complete skill like they have mastered this game right. that's why they're able to beat it as quick yeah, as they totally, have so. totally yeah awesome well thank you for that adam uh today on games are fun we're going to be talking about a couple different things we're going to be talking about that state of play from last week sony kind of came out of nowhere said that there was a state of play kind of set expectations i think uh they matched what they were trying to, to convey in their their marketing with that state of play because there was no PS5 uh, information or anything like that. It was a lot of PS4 stuff. Some PS5 games that we already kind of were previously announced. But we're going to talk about those announcements that happened there. Give you our impressions on it. We also got a. We finally got to find out what Rocksteady's been working on. Uh, there were some rumors and leaks circulating for a long time. But they officially announced Suicide Squad by Rocksteady Games. Uh, obviously studio behind uh, the Batman Arkham games uh, very like some of the best superhero video games uh, for sure so we're going to talk about that announcement and kind of give our own thoughts on what we think that game could be and then lastly uh, today there was actually episode two of the Cyberpunk 27 uh, Night City Wire and we got a little bit more of a look at um, some some major choices that you'll have in that game in the three different kind of origins that you can kind of start off that game so we're going to talk about those and uh again just share our opinions on them maybe what what one we're leaning towards when we get to boot that game up in november so that's what the show looks like this week but before we get to all that just a reminder that the podcast airs every week each week adam and i discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and share opinions on new game releases the show is available on all major podcast services such as apple podcasts google podcasts Spotify, and many more. Just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to help support this podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you use. If you're one of the many people who listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving the show a review. We really appreciate everyone who has already done that. Housekeeping. So on the day of this recording is August 10th, and if you've headed over to our Twitter page at Games Are Fun Paul, we've been kind of teasing that you know, we have an announcement that was dropping and officially this morning we announced that we have kind of basically for the last, uh, I don't know, month or so we've been working on uh, merch. And so we went over to Teespring, which is a great platform where you can basically design products and they handle all the, the production and the shipping and returns, customer service stuff of this merchandise. So uh, we designed a couple things over there and now they're available to purchase. So you can actually head over to gamesarefunpodcast.com and I'll actually forward to to our Teespring store where you can check out our merchandise and uh, see if there's anything. We'd really appreciate if you help support the show by purchasing something. Um, you know, this is the the first step in in kind of trying to 
you know, make, make some money off of doing this podcast in a way that we can kind of, you know, fund, fund things for future content creation with the show. A lot of the time, it's, it's time and money that's been really difficult uh, when it comes to growing the show and stuff. So this is a great way for you to show your support for the show. If you have been listening for a long time, you know, it'd be awesome if you could go over there and, and purchase something. But, you know, I do understand that the times are tough right now. Um, unemployment has, is at a sky high and a lot of people are in tough situations. So if you can't toss those dollars to us and purchase a shirt, no, no harm done. You can continue listening to the show for free and stuff. But if you want to rep Games Are Fun, we now have that option. So it's very exciting. Uh, if that Games Are Fun podcast link doesn't work, uh, there is a link in the show notes that will 100% work. So go into the episode description. You can find the, the site through that. And yeah, we do have some more designs. I have uh, a friend actually working on a couple new designs that we're trying to get up there maybe next month. So yeah, it's something that we're going to be continuing to plug from here on out. And we are going to, you know, add new products and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, thank you to everyone. We've already made some sales. So thank you so much to everyone who's already purchased something. It means so, so much. Like this is, uh, I was really nervous about doing this and it was great just as like, Oh, someone bought a shirt. Like that was a really cool feeling to have. So thank you so much to everyone who's done that. Awesome. Okay. That was the housekeeping note. Before we get into the topics, I wanted to to turn it back over to you, Luke, and uh, ask you a couple questions because this is the first time you're on the show. And what we do when we have guests is we just kind of ask them a little bit about their history with video games. So what I wanted to ask you to start off with is, you know, when was it that you you started playing games? Maybe you could talk about some consoles that you owned growing up, uh, maybe some favorite video games or franchises. So what's your what's your whole history with video games? Definitely. Um, so this will point out my age that I'm on the younger side to listeners, but um, my first system that I had as a kid was a PlayStation 1 in the house. Um, and then I had an original Xbox also growing up. Those were kind of my two mainstays that got me into gaming. So I remember playing the original Halo with friends nice. and my dad in co-op and multiplayer and that's kind of a really prominent gaming memory for me as a kid. It really got me into first-person shooters and playing games with friends. Um, going forward, I had a 360 and a PS3, and then I've kind of owned every subsequent console since. Um, video games has always have always been a really great way for me to kind of relax, and I really enjoy the medium for storytelling and kind of experiencing narratives that I wouldn't otherwise get a chance to see in other mediums like movies or TV. Right. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. I feel old. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I know. That's why I was like, Oh geez. It's, um, it's okay. Luke, I'm pretty sure you and I are roughly the same age. My first console is a Nintendo 64. So we're, okay. we're, we're right, right on. there together. <laughs> right on. And I will say for listeners, I did subsequently go back and play, you know, original Nintendo, super Nintendo, um, kind of found my way to, play older classics as well so so you're well versed in, in video i i games. try my best <laughs> yes <laughs> that's, that's awesome well the other thing that uh you obviously are doing i mentioned at the top of the show you have your your podcast so tell us a little bit about that you just recently started i think you said you're i've done seven episodes now yes yeah um so Similar to you guys, I run a weekly games podcast called the Lukewarm Games Podcast. We come out every Tuesday. 
Um, and we focus kind of on unique perspectives within video games and pulp culture. So we'll do kind of reviews and impressions on recent games, or sometimes we'll do retrospectives on favorite games of our past. I host it with my girlfriend, Claire. Um, we've brought on a number of guests um, in the kind of funny, kind of funny community. Um, we also did some film reviews recently. We reviewed the movie Hamilton with Alex O'Neill, which was really fun. Um, a recent episode that listeners might like to check out that's kind of unconventional. Um, I did an interview with kind of funny best friend Zach Hartsman, who's a teacher in New York, and he uses video games in his classroom um, to teach history and English. And Claire and I interviewed him about his experiences teaching and how video games have kind of helped him engage with students that otherwise weren't super interested in school. And it it's been a really fun time making the show so far. So it's on all major podcast services. Um, you can also check us out at lukewarmgames.com where we do some more editorial written content as well. Awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny. I the, the coolest thing about the kind of funny community is we're we're all supportive of each other. And it's funny because like we're all also kind of doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like right. we all have podcasts, but that's what's kind of been great about it, right? Like that's how, you know, Adam and I connected and even even meeting you and stuff is through that community. Um, it's there's just like no shortage of support. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no shortage of support in that community. And for sure, it's great. Ha- like like you said, having people in that kind of funny community come over onto your show and be able to to like that that episode i haven't checked out yet um but that that's fascinating like that's such a cool you know it's area it's really to cool yeah. and we also had um jacob mccourt of the left behind game club who's also a kind of funny best friend mm-hmm. there's a whole subgroup of kind of funny fans who also are branching out into podcasting mm-hmm. which is rad yeah really cool stuff so well again thank you so much for being on the show here of course and i guess we'll let's j- jump right into that first topic there which is the sony state of play so 40 40-ish minutes uh last week we sony gave us a state of play the first one we've had i think since the game specific ones right we had one for ghost and last of us i believe a couple yeah. months ago yeah and i think it was in December that we had the Resident Evil 3 reveal, mm-hmm. yeah. kind of the more traditional style. Yeah, that would be, play. be the last one that was, yeah, like you said, more traditional, had like the game announcements and trailers and everything like that. So, yeah, they just out of nowhere, because we weren't really sure what what the state of state of play was going to be. And then, right. uh, especially off hot off that PS5 reveal, they announced this and... Like I said, at the top of the show, they made it very clear that this wasn't going to have any PS5 information. Don't expect anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no release dates, uh, hardware information, prices, that kind of stuff, pre-orders. You know, they they even, like, they literally t- had that in their, their press release on this thing. So from the get-go, they were, you know, putting those expectations in place. So with that being set up, you know, what what did you guys did now did you guys think that this was was worth it? I'll turn it over to you first, Adam. Like what were your overall impressions of this show? I think it was I think it was fine. Uh, I think it showed enough uh, you know, things that would be interesting to people. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are looking for that PS five stuff, but like you said, they were very clear that it wasn't gonna be major PS five uh sort of heavy announcements. I think 
it was overall it was it was good. I think the pacing was pretty poor, um, mm-hmm. but I I think the content in it was good. Uh, there were some interesting games I found in there that were ma- kind of fell off my radar, um, that that kind of uh, piqued my interest a bit. So yeah, I, I would say it was fine. It wasn't great, but um, you know, it, again, it, it was just good to get more news on on what's coming out. You know, by the end of this year. How about you, Luke? Yeah, I I agree with your points, Adam. I I think it was fine overall. I definitely am excited for some of the games that they showed, and it was fun to get updates on Crash 4 and see more about Bug Snacks, which is like the big mystery in the games industry (laughs) right now. What the heck is this game? So things like that I was excited to see. But overall, it it was fine. I think they, like you said, Luke, they set expectations for what it was and I think they met those expectations Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm totally there with you guys and I think that you know what I've seen on reddit and twitter and whatnot that's been pretty much everyone's just kind of been like yeah it's like it's fine it's it's new and I will say there was a lot of stuff in it that was news but like not like news news (laughs) you know what i mean like it was stuff that we already kind of knew about or games that already existed that you know were like there there wasn't a ton of new ips i think there was maybe one new ip or two or three something like that like it was very low in that so you mean that we didn't previously know about yes yes like unannounced stuff yeah Yeah, exactly just clarifying yeah and you know so it with that, I'm kind of like, okay, great. Like, this is all interesting stuff, but, like, it's not moving the needle for me. But, again, I understand. We we always talk about this, like, me and Adam, uh, you know, when we have a Nintendo Direct or a State of Play or a Google Stadia presentation and they have these announcements and it's like, okay, well, why did they like this is all just kind of random stuff put together in this presentation but it's it's so that people watch it right you look at in how many viewers they get on on their live streams you know people are tuning in to see this and so you know these the news is getting more eyes on it rather than just uploading to youtube so it but it's so hard to always just been like to have that i always have that feeling you know watching these things of like okay great like i could i don't necessarily need this piece of information it's not to undersell any of these games or any of these Mm -hmm. studios or anything it's just like it just seems like they're putting in stuff in there for to to fill time and whatever so i don't know that's kind of how i felt with this one it was very lackluster um in in terms of what they showed off but let's i think kind of oh sorry no go Go ahead. ahead go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, building off of what Adam was saying with the pacing, I just wondered, like, all the games had something to offer, but I kept wondering, why are we seeing X number of minutes of this game? Why are we seeing so much Godfall, so much of Crash, so much The Pathless? Pathless, Like, all these titles look cool, but the pacing just felt off. Yeah. Yeah, they could have easily took off, like, maybe 10 to 15 minutes of that that showcase and it would have maybe even made it a little bit better because they weren't uh, i don't want to say wasting our time with some of these in-depth views but it was just information that we didn't necessarily need and uh i also am taking points off because they didn't have a one more thing at the end 
Mm-hmm. It's just wrong. You can't do that, Sony. <laughs> it was a very odd, like, okay, I guess it's it's done now after <laughs> Godfall. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, the I, I don't even know who it is. That lady that's talking's like, okay, see ya. Yep. <laughs> it's like, all right, bye. So, all right, let's let's run through these announcements sure. here. So, yeah, they started off the show with some Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, you know, they showed some gameplay in there. New characters. Um how what do you what are your guys's level on this game like from the previews that have come out with this game people are are saying it's quite good but for me i'm not like i never really played crash growing up i got the insane trilogy and it was just not my type of game it was just a little too difficult in some levels and i'm just like i don't have the like real desire to push through this but like what are like are you guys excited for this new one or are you in the same boat as me um, I'm super excited for it, to be honest. Um, I loved Crash on the original PlayStation and was a big fan of the Insane Trilogy, and I'm excited to see Toys for Bob make a new game from the ground up mm-hmm. rather than remaking something. Right, totally. Um, I think visually it looks really impressive, and I think like the varied backgrounds and like they're kind of playing with depth of feel in a unique way. So I'm definitely excited to check it out, but I could understand... You know, if, if it's not your thing, sure. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that it exi- that it exists and they are building. You know, it's, especially after the the insane trilogy. I think it was just um, I think it was a great thing that they decided like, hey, we made this thing that people really liked. Now let's make something new for them to mm-hmm. enjoy. Totally. Um, so I, I like that it exists. I think there's some pretty neat mechanics in it. You know, a, a lot of uh, customization and and multiple characters and everything like that so i think they're they're taking it in a good direction that said i've never been a crash uh person like i don't think i've ever played through a crash game in its entirety so this doesn't really do anything for me but uh it does sound like those that have you know from what we've seen of the game those that are crash fans have really uh liked what they've seen uh those that have had hands on have liked what they played mm-hmm. uh so i think it bodes well um you know i think we're seeing a uh, a, a good studio putting out another good game that a lot of people are going to enjoy. Um, also, it's sitting on my uh, my fantasy lineup, <laughs> so hopefully it does really great. So nice. <laughs> yeah, I, give us Spyro. <laughs> yes, that's what I was just about to say, Luke. Oh, I'm really? Like, <laughs> Crash is great and all, but like I'm a Spyro guy, and um, you know, Toys for Bob did a great job with that Spyro remake. Um, I, I platinum the first game and I am working. I'm trying to platinum the, them all. And I, I need just, to get back to those. <laughs> they're, they're really they're good. So fun. Yeah. They're, they're really... very, you know, the, the, it's a sign of the times of like, wow, this is a game that you just kind of like any 3d platform, you're going around collecting different items and dealing with generic enemies. And that it's, that's pretty much where it's at. Well, I, I, I would argue that two and three are doing a little bit more, interesting things but uh sorry back to crash yeah i i i will say that yeah like you guys said some of the gameplay mechanics in there some of the physics based stuff that they're playing around i was really fascinated with how they were talked about the different modes you could play within the different levels um turning the levels into kind of like uh underwater uh environment where Mm -hmm. the gravity obviously isn't there anymore because you're underwater and you're you're moving through water 
um, the, the, I don't know what the, it was called, but the mode where you're trying to like paint the background, um, looked kind of with like the color splash thing, adding color to the environment and the models in the world and stuff, which, yeah, all those things are really cool because it's just like, okay, that that is a level on its own, but you can almost add these like filters, but they actually kind of have more, they're, they're more mechanic based, which is kind of neat. It's not just like, oh, you can play this game in inverted colors, right? Like it's, it's cool that they're adding some replayability for that, um, which, which is really, really neat. And I loved, uh, you know, just like I said, some of the physics based stuff of, um, in, in its platform and adding a little bit more of a challenge um, with, you know, what they showed off there. For sure. So, yeah, that, that game's just around the corner. It's coming out. Uh, when is that one coming out again? October, October 4th? 4th? I think yeah, that sounds, yeah. sounds about right. Um, so, yeah, just a couple months away. So that's really exciting for, for those Crash fans. Moving on, we got Hitman Trilogy is going to be playable in PSVR. So, announced at that PS5 reveal event, Hitman 3 coming in January 2021. But this trailer was showed it was it was crazy because Hitman is traditionally played third person perspective, and it went to first person person excuse me, and it's adding a VR mode. And then when it announced that all three of them are going to like, I was they they set it up as in like oh Hitman 3 that's coming out also going to be PSVR. But for them to add all three games totally playable in VR is like, in in my eyes, totally one of the bigger announcements in this this thing. I don't have a PSVR, but that's like a not only just adding a mode, like it's totally shifting the perspective um, in that game. And yeah, what did you guys think of that, Adam? Uh, did you have any thoughts? Uh, Hitman's another series that never really did anything for me. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, adding VR is pretty cool. Uh, you know, again, it's kind of an immersion thing. Um, so anytime you add that kind of extra layer, as long as it's done well mm-hmm. and it's, uh, y- you know, it's a solid experience and it's, it doesn't feel too too janky, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's something a lot of people will probably enjoy. Uh, that being said, there maybe depending on the game itself might be a little too much immersion, but uh, that's not really for me to decide. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of looks like murder simulator, right? Yeah, right, like, right. Cause in Hitman, you're, it's like an open sandbox where you just, you have your Hitman, right? You got to kill somebody. You have to assassinate somebody. And the whole point of the, like this trilogy and how they do it is it, you can kind of choose your own path, right? You can just mm-hmm. go on, find them and shoot them in the head or you can kind of do it more stealth like poison them or strangle them or whatever you want to do so uh luke what were your thoughts yeah i was excited to see the announcement i don't have a playstation vr either i'm interested in getting one eventually mm-hmm. but um i've enjoyed the hitman games in the past i think like you were saying um the replayability of the series is totally. really fun and going about it in different ways and playing with a group of people and kind of strategizing, I think is really fun. And I think the fact that the whole trilogy is coming, it is a huge get for PSVR. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Like, like you're not just adding one game with this new one. Like I said, three is, is huge. And that's like one of the things that um, I was interested in seeing when we saw resident evil seven go have that PSVR mode. I was kind of expecting as, as time went on that we would see more games where they're you know 
set up as a standard release game and then they also have a, a VR mode in their support. I thought that would be something that developers would maybe lean towards and we've gotten a, a handful over the years, but um, it's, it's interesting because like th these are, are games that are typically, like I said, meant to be played standard um so like resident evil is a, a fairly long game these hitman games are fairly long when you think of vr games you generally think of smaller couple hour experiences and stuff like that so i that's what i mean in, in terms of value uh, what this brings because it's like you're getting huge games that are playable in vr and i just feel like there's not a lot of those on the market or, or we're still trying to get to that point when it comes to vr so Part of me wonders if the price of admission for VR is still too high. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. at like, yeah, at almost the price of another console. It's that's kind of why justify, I've always been yeah. turned off. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. a tough sell. Next, we had Braid Anniversary Edition announced. Um, so basically, this is going to be a, you know, remaster of braid which came out in 2008 to it was very critically acclaimed i've never actually played braid have have you guys i played the demo back when 360 marketplace had demos for everything and right, i really yeah. liked it but i never got back to it so i'm excited to jump in mm -hmm. and same yeah exact same thing for me i played the the demo and that was that was really it yeah, I just like I, I've heard people go on about how incredible this game is, and it looks cool. It has a a really unique art style. Um, but yeah, same thing. I've just I, I I think I might have played the demo way back in the day, and um, yeah, maybe this is the time for for me to come around. And it it does get this remake that they're going for does have some. It's not just an upres, you know. Like they have these. Uh, like I said, the game has a unique art style and everything looks like it's hand-painted and everything like that. And they've actually gone to certain environments and kind of like repainted those basically to, to look more, um, have more depth and, and to kind of pop on the screen a little bit more, which I thought was really cool. Um, how do you feel about them putting in... Well, I guess none of you guys have played this, but it's just interesting for them to a game that was so well received um i i know that i was watching uh kind of funny react to this state of play and andy was jumped out he's like oh this is braid everyone's thinking braid 2 and then it was mm -hmm. one of those psych moments psych you know it's a remake which there's <laughs> been so many games that, that happened before but um yeah i wonder though if like similar remakes if this sells well if it's like a testing ground to maybe sure, do yeah. a sequel yeah that's so a good point I potentially i also think the developer commentary that they mentioned could be really cool if you like to yeah. kind of get inside the mind of mm -hmm. jonathan blow the creator of this games he did give some wild interviews he's an interesting dude so hearing more of his perspective could be cool absolutely and that would be really interesting because uh, i sort of know the plot of the game and i uh i, I kind of had it spoiled for me so it would be kind of interesting i'm not going to say anything on here but um it would be really interesting to hear the commentary on how the game plays out and and sort of the back the the backstory to everything. Um, I think it would be really fascinating to to hear that. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, that's all I'll say about it for sure. Um, next, we had Spelunky Two getting a release date announced. So Spelunky Two, 
previously announced game like um and it's coming to ps4 on september 15th this was another game um you know like crash um and then there's a couple others on here as well where we kind of had the developer go in and talk how did you find the like I, i'm not trying to crap on spelunky too but this is like another point where i just felt like okay this is spelunky i know what spelunky is it's a great game um do we really need to boil it down to hey i added this thing mechanic you can do in the game right like this is uh you know i could say the same thing with crash but that was at the beginning of the show right here we're kind of starting to get in that midpoint and i, I just felt like yeah th this would have been great but just boil it down a little bit right um mm -hmm. to to just the new features that you want to show off the the top of the the crop there and 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 leave it at that is how i kind of want these things to go but i don't know maybe i'm i'm speaking from the wrong place here but that's just how i felt no i think if they just had this as just like a a, a trailer uh, like a gameplay trailer with the release date at the end, I think that would have been plenty. Yeah. Uh, the, the release date alone, I think, is is just big enough news that they didn't need a whole bunch else to, mm -hmm. to go into. Sure. Yeah, I agree. It was one of those things where I'm excited about the game, and I it they won me over when they announced the release date. Mm -hmm. Like, it's coming soon, so... Yeah. But yeah, I, the pacing of it was questionable. For sure. Vader Immortal PSVR release date announced. It's coming August 25th, so just right around the corner there. Vader Immortal has actually been available on other VR devices, if I'm not mistaken. And, oh yeah, there it is. It's a previously exclusive to Oculus. Um, and so now it's PSVR, so that's a great get for PSVR. Um, again, I don't. none of us have PSVR, but... yeah hell yeah i would love to play this game i remember seeing mm -hmm. this game previously and being like yeah that that sells me i want to i want a jedi game and how badass would it be to play as darth vader right the the mac daddy of all all <laughs> sith right yeah. to be able to, to step into his shoes and yeah. play as vader like that sounds that sounds amazing but yeah the fact that it's you know an experience like that is landlocked to vr which again you know is like the on its own the price of another console like yeah. it just still too too tough of a, a pill to swallow but mm -hmm. we are seeing that there is now uh starting to generate a, a pretty substantial library of of really interesting games for vr mm -hmm. yeah i think this one in particular is one of those ones that like if you had showed me this trailer as a kid and been like you can put on these goggles in your living room and be darth vader i would have been like oh my god 10 year old me it's like yeah, pre-order right. now adult luke <laughs> yeah um control a awe expansion or awe expansion AWE. yeah it's coming out august 27th um the new trailer had a glimpse of alan wake which for most yes. of us we know that alan wake remedy games previous game from the last generation there and yeah the, the fact that we're there we're merging like they're in set kind of in the same universe is really, really neat. I liked Alan Wake. I would love to see, to see more of this, but I, I don't know. Like it's control is just like, I really liked it and I had a fun time with it, but I just don't find the drive to go into these expansions. Um, but they look really cool. So it's just like, for me, it's just, I think it's just cause I know I have a bunch of games to get through 
and I have more on the horizon here in the fall and it's just hard for me to kind of like devote time to DLC to a game that I kind of was like it's 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 a pretty good it's a great game but not something that um I thought was the most amazing experience or anything like that how do you guys do you do you guys are you interested in this expansion at all um, I'm definitely interested. I loved Alan Wake back in the day and Control I actually haven't played yet. I've played kind of the opening, but it's been on my backlog for a while. So mm. I was thinking after I finished Ghost, I might jump in and finish this, finish it leading up to the DLC. Yeah. Adam, you, you really liked Control. I oh. liked it a lot. Oh my gosh. Uh, Luke, you, you need to play Control. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic game. I loved it. I, I kind of hunkered down and I played through it in, uh, you know, a, a few a few play sessions. It's not an overly long game, but I never played Alan Wake back in the day. So, like, this kind of doesn't have the same appeal to me as it might with others. Sure. Um, and as much as I really liked Control, it kind of like, um, like what you were saying, Luke, is that it... It's maybe not one that I feel like I need to get back into. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed my experience with the the base game, but with so many other things, I just don't know that I'm going to make time for the expansions. Totally, yeah. For sure. I think, though, for listeners that are interested, Alan Wake just got added to Game Pass some month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. if that's something people want to check out, it is out there. Another uh, Game Pass plug. If you don't have it already, <laughs> yeah. make sure you I, get it. It's the best deal in gaming for sure. If, yeah, if you haven't been sold on it, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's funny because like it, it, this kind of I, I thought of this when we were talking about PSVR and like Game Pass was a great deal when I first got it when it first came out. I thought it. I was like when I first kind of opened it up, checked through the catalog of games, downloaded my first game, played it. It was like, oh, this is pretty neat. I hope this catches on. And to like fast forward a couple years later, and like that library is incredible. The fact that we're getting day and date releases. I mean, I know that the last couple of weeks we've been talking a lot about Game Pass, Adam and I, and but it's just like it's phenomenal. So yeah, like if you've been interested in Mist Island Wake, totally do it because I I played it. I really liked it as well. Um, and it's honestly been a while since I played it. Probably since launch. So. Um, I wouldn't even have to go get my old Alan Wake disc copy that's somewhere in storage. I can just download it from Game Pass right then and there. So, Temtem is coming to PS5. So this is that Pokemon MMO game. I believe, did you play it, Adam? I know Garrett tried it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played the beta right before it went into early access right, on Steam. Right. And you said it was kind of... I can't remember because that was a while ago. I... I didn't love it. Um, It just felt like a weaker version of Pokemon. Now, granted, they're doing the thing that all Pokemon fans want is to to make like an MMO out of it. But I feel like it was it was a little uh, too much of a of a copy of Pokemon. And it just it just didn't have that same polish that, you know, um, was it Pokemon Company has on Mm -hmm. on their games. Sure. Um, yeah, for me, like, I, I, the, I understand the, the want for an MMO Pokemon game because that would be rad, but yeah, it's, it's so much like even just watching this trailer from this state of play, it was like, 
man, this is spoiling just a rip off of Pokemon, right? Like it looks, the battle system looks very similar. Uh, a lot of the Temtems or whatever you call them are, are very similar in appearance. Like watching the character surf, you know, get out the surfboard and, and ride around that way. I'm like, okay, this <laughs> like really is Pokemon. But it, yeah, if you're saying that it doesn't have all this fe those features, I, I guess it's just, do you want an MMO more than you want, you know, the, the DNA of a Pokemon game? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, it could be up your alley. But um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing where the game has gone from that beta because PS5, you know, we don't know when this game is coming, but it's, it's coming on next gen. So hopefully, you know, that game's come a little further from when that beta was to being a little more flushed out experience or whatever the case may be. Um, moving on, we have a new IP, which is called Hood Outlaws and Legends. Um, so this game is set during Britain's Dark Ages. It's a third-person 4v4 multiplayer heist game that developer Sumo Newcastle calls a dark and gritty reimagining of the Robin Hood legend. And sorry, I should have mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Jordan Serrani from IGN kind of compiled the list that I'm referencing. So if I say anything like that, from a from that I'm quoting the, the article here. So this one uh, looked kind of interesting. I like the idea of the four v four multiplayer heist um, that the trailer was kind of getting. I like the the aesthetic that they're going for. Did at Luke? Did this one do anything for you? Um, I thought it looked interesting. It kind of reminded me of For Honor that came out a couple yeah, years totally, ago from Ubisoft right? of the multiplayer vibe. Um, it could be fun. Um. It's one of those that, like, if it came to Game Pass, I could see myself checking it out, but... Yeah, it's not your Otherwise AAA. doesn't... Yeah. yeah, it's not, like, tur turning the needle, like you said yeah. earlier. Yeah, but Yeah, uh, I just liked that it was a... You know, when we look back at what we've talked about so far, you know, this is, besides Braid remastered and, like, some of the PSVR Hitman stuff, everything else we already knew about, right? This was the first... IP so that's why it kind of stood out to me because it was like ooh, this For looks sure. interesting there's that intrigue when you're watching the trailer and so uh, it's caught my eye but there's so many other announcements that have come this month will I remember it you know will will it be in conversations whenever it does come out it's hard to say but uh, it looks looks cool nonetheless next we had uh, some a new a new bug snacks trailer which yes is <laughs> <laughs> giving us a little bit more insight to what you do in the world of bug snacks. Um, I recommend just if you saw the viral sensation song bug snacks when it hit last month um, and haven't heard it, like I, I haven't checked out this trailer, go check it out. Cause it actually does kind of give you some insight of what this game looks like. It's still very whimsical and weird and you know, very silly and, and, and nonsense and whatnot but uh yeah i seen kind of the the first person perspective it was funny because one of the developers a while ago was talking about the inspiration for bug snacks um and where they had pulled that inspiration from other games and one of the games was pokemon snap and we actually kind of see that definitely in this game right they're taking pictures of these bug snacks um creatures and stuff so i i i can't wait to kind of see what this game looks like um when we get some preview hands-on and and people can tell us is it just a, a fun game for for a moment or is does is there some 
some depth to it and you can actually uh, do a lot more than what we expected. So now and I remember, I think in that same tweet, they said they drew inspiration from Bioshock, which okay, I can kind of yeah. see in the like dark twist yeah. that the trailer takes at the end. Honestly, that is what I'm just like wanting to know next, right? Because like the first trailer, we got that weird, crazy creature that has like all these different parts of food that came and like smacked the camera. And then even this trailer ended like hinted at some dark, dark stuff. So it's like, I just am all for that, whatever that I hope that has like a pretty big role in this game. And they're they're purposely haven't talked about it all. They're teasing it. Right. So it'll be really interesting seeing where the dark side is in bug snacks the marketing for this game has honestly just been pretty brilliant like i'm sold on it i don't know anything about it really but i want to know more for sure like i saw that uh instagram filter flowing around uh on the internet there where you could do the selfie and it would show you what bug snacks you (laughs) bug snack (laughs) you were and stuff and uh yeah I, i totally agree they're doing a really great job um are you guys going to get this game at launch? Are you going to, are you waiting to see more of what it actually is? I, uh, I, I'm not entirely sold on it. Um, I love the song that they made for it. I think it's super catchy and fun. Uh, but the game itself, like with the, you know, we saw a little bit of gameplay for it, but it wasn't anything like, I still don't think I understand exactly what this game is. So I, I, definitely need to see more yeah that's fair i I think i'm definitely gonna get it it and the holiday 2020 makes me presume it's a launch title Mm -hmm. for ps5 so i think between this and spider-man like i i'm down to see what what's up (laughs) yeah no absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna get it because i just love these weird games like that i'm always attracted to them so yeah there's always a conversation to be had afterwards so I'm, i'm on board yeah um, I'm going to kind of go out of order. Uh, so there was a couple other things, um, cause I just, if for the sake of time, uh, so Aeon, is that how that's pronounced? Aeon must die, which was this kind of like 2d vector, uh, fighting or side scrolling fighter or something like that. Um, actually, I don't know if it was a side scroll. I think it was just a 2d fighter. I can't quite remember, but um, there was that. We had An- Anno. Mu- oh, God, they're really challenging me today. Anno <laughs> Mutati- Mutation. Mutationem. Mutationem. Uh, tr- yeah, yeah, I think that- you got it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, Genshin Impact, uh, The Pedestrian, Auto Chess. Um, what else do we got here? And then pathless did did any pathless we got a little bit more of a trailer we actually got to see a big chunk of that game so i'll just kind of go to you adam any of these games you wanted to mention on before we talk about uh godfall uh yeah i think uh the pedestrian i think looked pretty interesting looked like a fun little puzzle game uh genshin impact i definitely want to see more of because that seems like something that i could potentially be into with sort of the uh I don't know, like MMO style, uh, like RPG sort of gameplay that they had for it, but also it looked very exploratory as well. Um, So that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Is this the the one that looked like uh, Breath of the Wild? 
yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. people are saying people are saying it, it reminded them of breath of the wild um so yeah i definitely want to see more of that um and all the anno mutation in <laughs> num <laughs> uh that one i think looked kind of interesting so I, i'd be interested to see a little bit more on that and then uh the pathless Oh, this, I think looked really great. I'm very excited for that. I think they 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 spent a little too much time on it in the state of play presentation, but uh, you know, I'm I think I'm sold on that one. Awesome. How about you, Luke? Um, yeah, I I agree, Adam. I think the pathless of the ones we just talked about stood out to me a lot. I liked the traversal mechanics with the bow and arrow and kind mm-hmm. of gliding across the grass looked really cool, and I enjoy like kind of some light puzzle solving and the action looked really fun and they showed the like boss fight with like the red and black silhouette art style was really striking um of the other ones i think the pedestrian looks really really cool i enjoy kind of puzzle platformers and the perspective on that one looks unique um of the other ones i think i kind of am in the wait and see approach um Genshin looks interesting. I liked the art style a lot. Um, and for the others, I, I kind of just want to know more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I thought uh, Pathless looked really cool. It, it gave me some Abzu journey vibes to it and stuff like that in its art style, which I Definitely. really liked. Um, and it's the studi- giant squid did Abzu. Oh, well, there you I go. Believe. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot more sense. I was just looking it up before the show because <laughs> I was trying to figure out where that art style went. Right. Yeah, it uh, it looks really cool. I agree. They they showed more, a little too much, not because I, I was getting bored, because I was like, well, just let me play the game. Like, I, it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll check it out. But, like, I would love to kind of come across this stuff organically and not uh you know, i don't need to see any yeah, more totally. i think where i'm at with it yeah. for sure and then yeah genshin impact i i remember seeing the trailer and there's like a couple moments i was like oh my god that is like really close to the breath of wild in like obviously it's art style but there was one certain cut that they did of uh you know shooting it was like a camp and it reminded me what were the uh, I'm blanking on the names. Start with the G. The little like gremlin guys that in Breath of the Wild, um, with, like the pig noses. I'm yeah, blanking on their name too. I, I can't remember their names, but you know, coming across their little camps and stuff like that, there was a very similar type of enemy with a similar camp. That I'm like, they shot an arrow at something and it exploded, just like the barrels in in, in Zelda. And so I was kind of like, whoa, this is. I can't believe they're being able to to make this so close. Um, but then again, if it's a great game and has a lot of stuff going on with it, then I'm down because I really like that. You know, I love open world games. That's kind of what it looked like. Um, and the art style was cool. So I, I definitely want to try it out, but it'll, it's so hard not to, for that game to not just be compared to breath of the wild. So it'll be interesting to see <laughs> when it does release, if it can kind of break through that and be like, Hey, this is our own game. There is stuff that we're doing that isn't like breath of the wild we have a lot of inspiration from that game but you know come come see what we have to offer so i i would love love to see what that looks like whenever it comes out so definitely um all right well that kind of concludes the state of play i think we kind of given our impressions enough on that so i'd like to move on if that's cool um 
Did you did you want to talk Godfall at all? Oh yeah, geez, um, I could totally missed past that. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Uh, Godfall, that's what we I can't said forget we that nine minutes of gameplay <laughs> yeah, that we saw. Plus, plus, I totally just said like two minutes ago. We'll, we'll get to talking about, but yeah, Godfall. We got our first real good look at that game in terms of its gameplay. You know, previously announced at the Game Awards, and then we saw a, an additional trailer there at the PS5. Um, presentation this one like you said nine minutes of just straight gameplay overview we got to look at all the different weapons the enemies so adam what did you think of this game because i i think you said you were kind of interested in in godfall what are your hype levels on it now are you more interested or have you lost interest how are you feeling about it i think i'm about the same i i like this approach over what they did last time which was just showing a video with uh, or like a little gameplay with like some rap song yeah, playing really over weird. top or something. Yeah, it's very strange. But yeah, I like this a lot better. Actually, seeing some gameplay, getting a little bit of a, a dive again. I think they spent a little too much time on it, but um, I think it still looks really cool. I I'm kind of torn because this is a game. I know it's coming out on uh, PS5, but it's also going to be on PC, and so it's kind of one of those ones where I'm torn. Like. I kind of want to get it on PC, but at the same time, if it's not cross-play, then, you know, I'm not going to have anyone really to squat up with. So, uh, but it does, it still totally reminds me of like what two human would be like in a modern, like on a modern console. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that alone um, really makes me want to play this game and the different uh, you know, we kind of got to see a little bit of the different fighting styles between the different weapons that you can you can choose from. And uh, it, it looks really cool. The combat looks looks pretty fun. I just my biggest concern would be, um, is this something that would be fun the whole way through the game? Or do you reach a certain point where the gameplay gets a little samey or stale? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm still pretty excited. How about you, Luke? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I think I'm a big fan of like Diablo and Torchlight and kind of co-op action games with loot elements. So I think that aspect of the game has me interested. Um, in terms of like the gameplay, I haven't seen something that really stands out to me about this game that I feel like we haven't seen in other titles. So I'm kind of curious to see going forward if they can kind of differentiate themselves from other action games. Yeah, I felt, felt that way too it just looks a lot of a lot of the same uh in terms of its its loop because really what they've shown and and you know there could be a whole chunk of this game that they have kept under wraps and you know for sure it it changes up and stuff like that but yeah like with this presumably being a launch game i i expect um you know have they confirmed that? I'm pretty. I don't know if that's just me. They've confirmed assuming, this year for sure. So right. I I assume at this yeah. point. But but yeah, like you you like you whatever your launch lineup is like you gotta even even though we don't know release dates yet like I like Sony's gotta be putting planting those bugs in people's minds of like okay well, this is the games that you're gonna be available the first things you're playing and you know you can't there's only one first impression you give of the console. And that lineup is really important. So I hope that this game does a really good job at, at feeling unique um, because, yeah, it does, it does look a lot like games we've seen before. 
uh, even in its style, its gameplay mechanics, and it looks cool, and I would love to play it because it looks up my alley and what kind of games I'm into, but yeah, I just like, what's what's the selling point here, you know what I mean? What is this game doing that should make us care, right? So that that's what I'm still waiting to see, and, and I, I still think they, you know, we're we're still have a couple months left for them to, to do that at some point. And, um, you know, I think that will be the last chance for me of like, whether they can sell me or not of I'm going to pick this game up at launch or I'm going to wait for reviews and kind of see how things shake out for it. So, all right, now we're going to wrap on that and move on to an, our next topic, which, uh, I'm actually going to, go to the cyberpunk 2077 topic so we had our first, our second episode actually of uh night city wire which is kind of cd projects red uh i guess they're they're making this a, a regular show program show where they do some deeper dives into cyberpunk 2077 we had one that we talked about on the show previously we had the second episode it was roughly about 25 minutes ish long and the big thing that they started this off with is talking about how you can start the game. So obviously, this is an open world game. You you kind of can create your own character um, and have some pretty crazy customization. And then you're, you kind of have this option of like an origin story of how you want to start this game. And so they've set it up with three. There is Street Kid, Nomad, and Corpo. So... All of them are very different from each other, starting with Nomad. Basically, a Nomad is the uh, the ones that live outside of the walls of Night City, kind of in the in the desert and everything like that. Um, they Pulling over from Owen Good over on Polygon, he says, Nomad is your high plains drifter type, an outcast from the desert going to the big bad city for some kind of familial reason. This looks like the most Mad Max template for those who are into that, uh, Milo, is that how that's pronounced? Um, for their, their role playing. Um, again, why do we have to throw in a word like that? But, uh, <laughs> and then, so, so that's really interesting. Uh, then there is night, uh, or sorry, not night street kid. And basically this is the one that grew up in night city, right? They're familiar with all the gangs that are in night city, um, how that city works, what the hierarchy looks like. They obviously have some relationships already built from people that are in Night City. So that already off the bat, two different ways to start, right? With Nomad actually trying to break into Night City, get into Night City where one street kid, you know, is already starting off there. So, um, and then lastly, we got Corpo, which basically it, it, you, you start in the corporation side of it. Um, so again, going over to Polygon, Corpo, a typical 1% technorat uh, tool shed who's either going to get religion or steal everything, including control of whatever Arasaka is. It's a worldwide make corporation and the largest distributor of Japanese merchandise in the West. Corpo seems like the least heroic of the three antiheroes. So <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, that's a great antidote to put in there. Um, so I, uh, Luke, what one are you going to start off with? Because... Obviously, you're playing this game because this is on for sure. everyone. Everyone's. I'm has, so excited yeah, for this game. Yeah, they're awesome. pumped and hyped for it. Now, kind of seeing what these three modes are like, which one are you going to start with? 
I was just talking to my girlfriend, Claire, about this before we started recording, because she's planning on playing the game, too. Right. And so we were talking about, oh, you should play as a different one so we can, like, kind of see different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And I'm leaning towards Street Kid, and she's leaning towards Nomad, so we can kind of see the different perspectives of that. But I love that they each have something kind of different to offer, and they were talking about how your choice will affect your kind of late game content and, like, how you progress in the story so mm-hmm. it's it's really cool for sure how about you guys go ahead adam uh so I, i'm kind of torn between street kid and corpo um i've been so fascinated with night city that i'm thinking to myself like i'm not i'm not starting as a nomad because i just want to be already in night city yeah and so nomad for me is just off the table because i don't know how long i'm going to be out in the badlands before i actually even get to go into the city and start doing everything that's there so i'm like i want to be in that city as quickly as possible um and i'm kind of leaning towards corpo just because of uh blessing was talking about his hands-on he said he went corpo and it sounds like that starting block is kind of what we've seen um through gameplay demos of of the game before like those uh, you know there's, there's a couple gameplay things that they they showed the one was the behind the scenes or behind closed doors from e3 a couple years ago and then there was another one that i think think might have been another behind closed doors but maybe for like gamescom or something that eventually they released out to the public but <clears throat> i think from what blessing was saying those were both uh corpo and from what I saw that, I really liked the way that was like, that really drew me in. So I'm kind of leaning towards the Corpo and, uh, but I mean, either way, like I said, I just, I want to start in Night City. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, a really solid point. You articulated it exactly how I was feeling. Um, but I, I couldn't come up with the words is yeah, that's exactly it. I want to be in Night City right away. Nomad looks cool, and I would like to experience that story. I'm in the same boat as you, Luke, as Megan's going to be uh, playing this game as well. And I, I, I don't know if, uh, if how she's feeling, but I would love for her to go Nomad so I could kind of see what's going on there. But, you know, at the end of the Definitely. day, once we kind of know how mu- like how long these kind of starting areas and how like what how long into the game do you have to be where everything kind of just meets up right to no matter how you started and if it's significantly a lot of content you know that might be something that's like ooh, okay maybe maybe i go like i don't know maybe i try to run two characters if i can i don't know if that's an option in the game but yeah i'm definitely going to try to negotiate that me and mick have to be two separate so i can try and see that other one but for me like i gotta go street kid um like the same reasons Adam said, I want to be in night city. There's just, it's a bustling metropolis. There's so much going on there. And that's like what I've been dying for is just like seeing this world and getting in this world. Um, you know, and the, the, the badlands and out in the desert is very interesting. I would like to see that, but it just, I don't know. It, it, I, I want to, to get in there. And I just think like, and how I want to play my character. Um, I you know, there's going to be some choice based options and stuff. I don't know how, how, how many branching paths there are to this game. It sounds like there's a, a decent amount, but yeah, I just, I kind of, I, I know Corpo isn't what I want to go for. Um, 
just just be on how I want to play my character. I'm really interested in what Corpo has to offer, but I kind of have it set in my mind of how who this character V is gonna be in my world. So um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just like I'm so excited. And that when they announced this, you know, when they talked about the three different starting, like that just added a whole nother layer to this game because they could have just left it generic of like everyone has the same opening sure and it probably would have been just fine right but the fact that they're putting in to like make make the make you kind of have more of an option of how you want your character to be is really cool i think so we also got to a couple different other things in this night night did you but i forgot to ask did you guys both watch this presentation i did yeah okay i did as well okay cool um so yeah we did get to see uh, a bit of uh, behind the scenes in the music um is it johnny silverhands is that the character's mm -hmm. name so we actually yep. got to, to samurai yeah we got to <laughs> look at uh you know keanu reeves i don't know how much of a role does he have in this game is it just his his him and how he looks or does he actually like have like a performance in this game do we know that yet I, i'm pretty sure he's like a central character like one right. of your big like with, npc characters that you'll interact gotcha, with throughout okay. the yeah to my understanding at least yeah, yeah that's that's what i got out of it too is that yeah he would be he would have a pretty sizable uh portion or yeah. like uh yeah, interaction. I was just interested because they kind of like, and the focus on this part of the presentation was the, like I said, the behind the scenes of the band that actually um, is, you know, composing the music for this game and, and how that process has been and how it's been a little bit weird than their typical go about of making music. It's actually quite interesting um, little piece, piece of knowledge that they put in there. But I just thought it was, uh, like that's one character like Keanu Reeves like that we don't really know a ton about um, probably on purpose but I just thought it was interesting that the first bit of information we got about him like I, I thought they would lead this character like the next time we mention him we're gonna like get a big deep dive of this you know Hollywood actor that's coming in to perform on this video game and they, I thought they would give more exposure to that so I thought it was just interesting when I saw him come up and and maybe there, there's information that was out him or interviews on him that I must have could have missed, but that's just kind of something I thought of, I guess, when I was when I was seeing that. But uh, yeah, the the whole story of his character, I'm really interested in now, and I can't wait to kind of see how much of that plays into the game. And it sounds like he has a pretty pretty big chunk in the in the game's you know narrative and stuff. So. And then we got a little look at some weapons. Um, so I forgot to write these down on the, the different types, but there, there is melee weapons. Um, you can also, like we've seen, modify your bodies to get upgrades. You have the like prey mantis blade type things that come out of your arms. And, you know, uh, there's one where you basically have like a projectile that you can shoot from your arm, all these body modifications in turn that kind of translate into combat. We got to look at some weapons. There's kind of three different types. There's like smart weapons, um, like power weapons. I don't know what they were all yeah, called. Yeah, I think it was power <laughs> and then I think tech and then and smart. smart. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the, the, the cliff notes of this is smart is basically these weapons that are designed, um, 
I, I, the great example of that is there's a weapon where you can basically, it has homing devices on, on the projectiles so you can shoot a gun and it will curve around a corner to follow a fleeing enemy or whatever, or an enemy behind cover, which is really neat. Um, there's uh, the power, I, again, I should have wrote this down. This is so. Yeah, I think I, I can help you out here. The power weapons, I believe, were ones that had ricocheting bullets. And then the, I, I think if they, if they were called the tech weapons, I think they were the ones, which is kind of confusing because I feel like the tech weapons should be called the power ones because yeah. it sounds like those are the ones that can shoot through walls. Mm-hmm. Um, just they, they, they add technology to increase the power. Yeah, like electric currents the force, and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, increase the force of the bullets coming out so they're destructive enough that they can kind of shoot through walls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas the, the power physics of those systems were so cool. Oh, them. oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was amazing. For yeah, me, the arsenal was incredible. Yeah. Seeing, seeing this arsenal was just a moment in realization of just like, oh yeah, I guess like that's a whole part of this game. Like we've seen some combat and stuff, but like I've been so like caught up thinking about the story and the world, the open world and explore exploration that I forgot. Like, Oh yeah, we're probably going to get some pretty crazy weapons. And I, I can't wait to see, especially the body modification stuff, like where, what the limit is on that, because some of the stuff they've already shown is just crazy. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to like, that is something I'm definitely going to explore when it comes to, to my play around is, is the body modification stuff. Definitely. So, so yeah, uh, what you like overall? What did you guys think of this presentation? Do you think it was necessary? Um, I'll, I'll turn it to you first, Luke. For sure. Um, yeah, I was excited just to see more of the game, and I think, like you said, Luke, the gameplay and combat really spoke to me in this one because it's not something I was kind of thinking about mm-hmm. going into the game. I was more focused on the world, but just seeing like the physics at play and the different weapon modifications and like the speed of combat and seeing the katana was cool after getting really into ghost of Tsushima, like having sword combat in a first person game, I think could be rad. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. And as a music guy, I was excited to kind of nerd out and see some of the like studio stuff they're Mm -hmm. doing with the band recordings. Um, but yeah, this, this game looks amazing. It's one that we just did our, um, game of the year so far conversation on a recent episode. And, we were talking about what game could possibly dethrone last of us two as our favorite game of the year for Claire and I, and this Final one fantasy seven <laughs> really, well, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation, but per, for me personally, you know what I mean? And yeah, like this yeah, one, yeah. I think is a game that's really going to speak to me. Adam. Yeah. I, um, I, I I'm kind of in that position where I don't need to see more because I'm already beyond sold on this game like the it's day one no matter what but it it was nice to kind of get that sort of glimpse into the different starting positions that you can that you can choose from and then just the variety of weapons and i'm sure you know what we saw is just scratching the surface of what's available but um yeah having the the sword combat i thought was really cool Mm -hmm. and then as far as as far as the arms go like i kind of want those gorilla arms right like i just you know just brute force like (laughs) deathly punches yeah and uh you know the smart weapons i thought were super cool like they they showed the uh 
you know, the sniper rifle where he wasn't even aiming at the guy. He shoots it and it just boom, headshot. Like, I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean the the more they show on it, the, the more I get excited, like the hype levels just keep increasing. And I think this one was definitely better than the last one they did because again, like that one was just sort of, uh, you know, going into detective mode and, you know, it was definitely a slower uh, sort of gameplay moment than mm-hmm. what we saw today where it was more, uh, there was a lot of combat focus mm-hmm. in there. And um, so, yeah, I mean, if they do another one of these, like I'm definitely going to watch it. But I mean, at this point, like I said, I don't need to see any more because I'm going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. November 19th, we're getting closer and closer to that date so i'm can't wait for that it's going to be really exciting all right moving on to our last topic which is quite exciting i'm i'm stoked for this i can't wait to know more suicide squad is the next game in the works from batman arkham maker rocksteady so again our pal owen good over on polygon wrote up a little quick article here so i'm just going to read from it because Basically, all we got was a tweet uh, from Rocksteady Studios saying, Target locked, um, hashtag DC Fandom, August 22nd, hashtag Suicide Squad game. Um, and just a picture of Superman uh, is what some people are presuming. I don't know a lot of DC comic stuff, so there's lots of like little bits of information out there on the web Uh, if you really want to pull apart this image uh, i was looking at some tweets on there that they were talking about stuff i'm like this is a i don't know really i'm not really into comics uh comic book stuff so i i don't know anything over there but um yeah i wanted to read this article because they have a little bit more bits and pieces then we can kind of give our own impressions on what we think this game could be so yeah rocksteady we're getting a full announcement in two weeks on august 22nd um the studio teased the announcement in a movie poster style tweet on friday morning showing superman in the crosshairs of the super villain squad um the teaser confirms rumors earlier this summer that a suicide squad game was in the works in june users on reset era discovered a couple domains registered to rocksteady that referenced suicide squad Eurogamer subsequently reported that it and a game based on gotham knights made by wb montreal and teased repeatedly over the past year would be revealed at dc fandom which is august 22nd one of those urls suicide squad kill the justice appears to be a good indicator of the game's premise based on the teaser poster which features an evil-looking Superman. Rocksteady's last game was 2015's Batman Arkham Knight, a widely acclaimed finale to the Batman Arkham series that the studio began in 2009. The success of Batman Arkham Asylum led to Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment acquiring Rocksteady in 2010. Suicide Squad was adapted into a film by the same name of the DC Cinematic Universe in 2016 starring Margot Robbie... Harley Quinn, uh, James Gunn, he's working on a a new Suicide Squad movie, which most people are already aware about, and that's about it. So, what do we think, guys? This has been one thing that we've just been dying to know and have it confirmed, because we knew Rocksteady was working on something for for a long time, and like the article said, we, we saw some leaks, you know, linking it to Suicide Squad, but now that it's official, Suicide Squad being their next superhero game, 
what do we think? Uh, Adam, what do you think? Sorry, I forgot. I got to turn it over <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> um, so I, I'm kind of torn because the, you know, the Suicide Squad movie didn't do great. And uh, I wasn't a fan of it myself. And I guess, you know. It was a bad movie. We can yeah, see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of holding that against the game already, which which isn't fair because uh, we've we've seen the great work that Rocksteady does. And, um, you know, I'm a really big fan of the, the Arkham games. The ones, I didn't play all of them, but the ones that I did play, uh, both Asylum and Night. I didn't play Arkham City. Oh, okay. Um so I, I really like those games. So I know that they they know how to make a good game. Totally. And I think the premise is interesting. You know, the, from the, the key art that they show with sort of the, the crosshairs on Superman. I'm guessing it's probably a red kryptonite situation because, you know, I, I feel like for a lot of people, you know, you don't really want to fight Superman because he's a good guy, right? Mm-hmm. But you give him some red kryptonite and then he's, you know not such a good guy <laughs> yeah and so I, I think that gives a good motivation for people to want to uh you know play as a suicide squad to go take down you know the big man himself so i think it's it's an interesting premise i'm just again i'm kind of holding the movie over <laughs> over the head of this game right now which um i don't know i'm just cautious of it because of right. that and i think suicide squad uh hasn't been a favorite for a lot of people because of that movie even though like prior to the movie you heard so much uh so much praise about the suicide squad uh, you know with the comic books and everything as being such a great sort of uh story arc so you know um i'm definitely going to be open-minded for it for sure but as of right now i'm kind of like eh, i'm not so sure right yeah yeah luke um, so for full context, I'm a big comic book fan. I've loved DC since I was a kid. I haven't been a big fan of the recent movies, generally speaking. I liked Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman a lot, but the rest of them are kind of hit or miss. Um, but I'm really excited for this game. I think Rocksteady has established themselves as first-class development studio. Um, I'm kind of on board for anything they're willing to try, and... I was really excited to see Superman in that key art um, because I think if they're presumably hunting Superman, that could be a really interesting story angle. Um, A lot of the speculation that I've seen, and I kind of saw this when I was looking at it, but it seems like his eyes are kind of a purplish red, Mm -hmm. making me think he's like under the influence of red kryptonite, which for comic book fans mean he's like kind of gone dark. So I think they could do a lot of interesting things with the story. Um, I was going to ask though, have you guys heard about the speculation that this is some type of games as a service title? Yeah, I did hear about that. Um, And that kind of adds to the conversation, but I have my concerns about that as I am a big fan of their kind of single player narrative games, but we'll see. I trust them, I guess Mm -hmm. at this point is where I'm at, but I'm, I'm excited for sure. Yeah, the track record is definitely there. You put that name, whatever they come out with, you know, we know it's going to be of quality because they've proven themselves, like you guys said. I, It's interesting because, it, you know, this is yet to be confirmed. It could just be Superman. If it is something like Justice League and we do have some other DC characters or heroes in that game, um, yeah, like, it'll be interesting to see because I, yeah, when I think DC... 
like my one of my all-time favorite superheroes is batman like i am a big batman fan um <laughs> we've seen batman so that kind of excludes him and other than that in in there we you know there there is a cast of characters would people rather be playing as justice league versus suicide so like how is that like th- this is si- kind of setting us up as we're going to be playing as members of the suicide squad and yeah it'll just be interesting i think there's i've already seen some dialogue on the internet of you know w- would would it be like i i think it's going to be hard hard for some people to to justify playing as this where there's lots of other dc heroes that they might ha- rather be playing right and and that's just my speculation of with not knowing what this game is i could be totally off base once we we do find out what it is about but um yeah i i do hope that it isn't a games with service i hope it's a single player narrative experience or at the if you want a multiplayer element in there add some cooperative play online couch co-op whatever but i yeah games with service i mean we're I kind of felt like that with Avengers, right? Of when that I found out that game was a games with service, it bummed me out a little bit because, you know, it, that can provide a really fun gaming experience, you know, playing with your friends online and, and everything. But, you know, I, I'm a typical, typically a single player type of gamer who, who likes, you know, story based narrative games. And, um, you know, when they're dealing with big IPs like this, I, 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 <laughs> I'm selfish and I just want them to fall into what I like, right? But, you know, it, it could be pulled off if it is a games with service. I'm sure they could do it. Um, I'm sure they have, if that is something that they're doing, they've probably been following, you know, Crystal Dynamics and what they've been doing with Avengers, learning from some of the mistakes they've made. Um, you know, maybe, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a big comparison. Um, when do we, so we're, we're August 22nd. How how far with them announcing it and like what do we think where they're gonna show at August twenty second? Are we gonna get like a cinematic trailer? Are we gonna get some more gameplay? Are we gonna get a release window? Like what do you guys expect them to to see? Um, on DC at DC Fandom, sorry. I don't think we're gonna get a whole lot to be honest. I think we might get a small cinematic trailer, but. You know, we've been hearing about the the Montreal Studios game for so long mm-hmm. that you have to figure that one's going to come out before this Rocksteady game. However, you know, it has been a long time since Rocksteady released Arkham Knight. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe we will get something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, are they going to release this, you know, in, within a year of, of the Montreal game? Now I'm kind of wondering which one's going to... Uh, sorry, I'm just like <laughs> no, <laughs> it's rambling, yeah. but um, yeah, just kind of kind of working my way through that that logic. But um, yeah, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna walk it back. I'm gonna say that we do get some gameplay. Uh, I still think the Montreal game is gonna come first, but you know maybe um, so maybe holiday next year. Maybe we get the Suicide Squad game. How about you, Luke? For sure. Um, I think we don't see a whole lot either. I would say maybe a CG trailer at most, a little teaser. I've heard some speculation about the title of the game, it being like Suicide Squad versus Justice League or kind of having a subtitle of some sort. So I could see us getting that subtitle reveal 
and then afterwards getting some kind of press release of like okay this is how the game will play and either explaining how the games as a service aspect will work or clarifying that it is a single player narrative game right yeah i i hope that whatever they show that whether it's a cgi trailer or they do have some sort of developer breakdown where they talk a little bit more about the game whatever it is i hope that people come out of it kind of having a pretty good understanding of like what this game is going to be right like i i I hope it's not just a generic teaser to like keep us on our edge of our seats because like you know when avengers was teased that was neat and then we didn't hear about it for a long time and then what we got was i think not what a lot of people were expecting right in what avengers was going to be and so i don't want to like have this game and and wait a year of just like oh man suicide squad rock steady like uh, you know um let's go for this game whatever it is and then finding out and then totally just like having to to reevaluate how I feel about this game or I have to adjust my expecta- expectations, right? And uh, I, I keep bringing up Avengers because it's just an easy comparison, especially, you know, we're dealing with groups of superheroes, essentially, right, in, in this game setting. And so, yeah, I just, I want to leave it, having an understanding of what this game is, and they, they can easily do that with even just if it is a CGI trailer or whatever, having a voiceover narrative or just whatever they show in that trailer, really solidifying, okay, what, what can we, can we piece together what this is, you know? So I, as long as it's not just a, a trailer and I feel like it, it's going to be more right. Because if it was just a, tease they wouldn't have mentioned this at all and just kind of put that in there and dropped it right they're tweeting about this ahead of time they want eyes on this so i'm i'm, I'm hoping that they're going to bring the heat there on august 22nd but yeah i i can't wait i uh so i was d- kind of funny was doing their little nolan in review um and i don't do all of theirs but i was like hey i love all the nolan movies so i watched all of those uh with megan and uh i we just finished last week or whatever because we just kind of watched through them all as we want and then i watched the review series and then we're like hey let's watch the batman movie so we've I've been like my mind's been on batman lately and so with this announcement i've just been like let, I, I really want to dive into to uh, arkham asylum again and just play through the arkham games again because it's been a while Definitely. um will i probably not because it's just like <laughs> I still got Ghost to beat, and you know Tony Hawk's coming up, Luke. So we we got to get ready for that. So um, indeed we do. <laughs> so yeah, I I uh, yeah I can't wait, and yeah, only a couple more weeks right until that uh, event, and we can kind of see. But you you bring an interesting point there, Adam. Of what is WB Montreal working on? Like they 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 said like the. Court of Owls, Batman game. Like, there's been so many of these rumors. They've teased certain things out for the longest time. And, yeah, I just want to know when it, when we're going to see that and what that's going to be. So it, It's worth noting, too. Um, I think I read this in a... It was a Jason Schreier from Bloomberg article. But he was talking about that apparently at one point, WB Montreal was working on a Suicide Squad title that was then canceled sometime in 2017 and that's when rocksteady took it over interesting so there's kind of we were talking about the timeline of things of 
how long in the dev cycle are they? Right. So that kind of plays into it too. For sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, like I said, we uh, will definitely be talking it on the show whenever they do get that reveal. So you can expect that, um, you know, after that announcement. All right, guys, that concludes our big topics for this show. We're going to transition into what we've been playing. I'm actually going to turn it over to you first, Luke, because you've been playing something that uh, we haven't checked out yet, which is the Avengers beta. So let's hear your impressions on that. Definitely. So to kick things off, my perspective is is kind of this. It's worth playing. It's fun, but it's repetitive and it has some problems. So it kind of in short, but I had a lot of fun with the beta this weekend. It was one that I didn't expect to play, but going into it, I had heard kind of equal people saying it was really great and equal people saying it was really bad. So I wanted to find kind of what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, so the the beta is actually very meaty. I got to play three kind of campaign story missions and then some of the different combat style missions. There's um, missions called Harm Rooms, which are kind of AR combat training modes. It kind of reminds me of like the challenge rooms in Batman Arkham. And then there's more like strike missions where kind of akin to Destiny of you take the Quinjet and land and then you end up taking out a base or destroying computer servers at a location or something like that. So. A nice variety of content. Um, I thought it was really fun to play as all the different characters. I felt like some characters played better than others. Um, particularly, like, Iron Man has these flight controls that are really wonky. Kind of reminds me of, like, Star Fox 64 <laughs> in a in not a great way. Mm. But the on-the-ground combat with Iron Man I found was really fun, and the way they've kind of made the controls adapt to each character of, like, everybody has their version of, like, a projectile weapon, whether it's Iron Man using his blasters or Hulk picks up a piece of the ground and throws it as a projectile or things like that. And then they've done some really clever things with cosmetic items in the game, being able to unlock different costumes from different eras of Marvel comics. And as a big comic book fan, I could kind of see that being the carrot at the end of the stick to keep me coming back to it. Um, By the end of the weekend of playing, I definitely want to keep my pre-order and I'm definitely intrigued to check it out, but there are some issues I think with, um, mission variety and just kind of that repetition but i think the base gameplay feels pretty solid and it's definitely worth playing yeah the the repetitiveness is something that i did like i haven't looked too much into what people were saying but that was something that i saw in tweets kind of grabbing my attention so and that was the one thing i was worried about in what they had shown off of like it not kind of having this typical campaign story, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's, you know, more linear and you're kind of jumping into different things here and there is if it, if it's all going to kind of feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, did you get the opportunity to play online with, uh, like friends I, I or anything did, like that? I didn't. I had a couple friends that were playing, but we just couldn't link up our schedules. Sure, um, yeah. My girlfriend, Claire, also jumped on and was playing a little bit, so we got to talk about it a little bit. Right. But um, I will say, with that repetition, it's this will sound weird, but like it's fun despite the fact that it's repetitive. Like The combat itself feels good, even yeah. if you are kind of button mashing. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's an odd game. And then with things like the Spider-Man exclusivity, I don't necessarily approve of the way they're kind of handling like post-launch content. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about the platform as a whole, but I want the game to succeed because I think having a co-op Marvel game to play with friends would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of see the, the selling point for this game is on my own, it doesn't look... Because it, it's kind of like Destiny, like you said. I played Destiny, and when I played it with someone, that's when I had the most fun, of course, right? When I went in and was grinding out on, on my own, it eventually kind of fell flat, and I kind of got bored or whatever. I just wasn't really interested in it anymore. So I could totally, mm-hmm. for myself, hearing what you've said, I think I could find myself more interested in the game if, you know you know, we had a regular squad going or, or like people that could kind of make that experience uh, a little bit more in depth with, you know, have, just having sure, friends for... to play with and, and how the mechanics work in that of, you know, calling out on what's happening. Um, having that constant communications can make the, the, the game more fun and engaged, right? Because you're, you're paying more attention of what's going on, right? Right. I also want to give a shout out to the inclusion of Miss Marvel as a character in the game. I think her performance is really fun and I, I love to see representation of kind of new characters For sure, yeah. in the Avengers. So shout out to her. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that is one thing that I'm glad that they're doing. A, obviously you have the, the big four in there, but like mm-hmm. there's lots of other Marvel has a whole cast of characters that they can kind of pull from both from the hero and the villain side. So I'm glad that they are reaching out to other things than just what Marvel MCU is doing. You know what I mean? Definitely. Awesome. Well, that's, that's great to hear. Adam, how are you feeling on Avengers? Like, are you, cause you've been on the fence and we've talked about this before, you know, hearing some impressions with it. Like, are you going to get it at launch or are you still kind of in that mindset of waiting a little bit? I think I'm still in the mindset where I'm going to wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the the fear of it becoming too repetitive makes it feel to me like it's going to be something that I might have fun with for a little while and then put it down because right. it's just not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of it being like Ultimate Alliance 3 where I, I had fun with it for a little while, didn't finish it, but then it got to a point where it's like, okay, I don't really need to play this anymore. Like I've kind of, you know, gotten what i wanted out of it Mm -hmm. i guess and i i kind of feel like this is gonna be that same sort of um type of game yeah i'll be really interested to see the staying power of the title and Mm -hmm. like if they keep that steady stream of content going like will i keep playing but i'm interested to jump back in when it launches next month for me i've said it on the show before i'll say it again it's coming out same day tony hawk pro skater one plus two game of the year 2020 the only thing that matters so yeah i i could like i in, in all seriousness though like i tony hawk games were just like my they were like cracked to me as a kid like i just love them right like uh so i i couldn't my mind would be too restless of even if i was having fun with avengers so i gotta like wait for some downtime and i don't know maybe in october right <clears throat> before next gen because really after that like there there are games coming out but i don't know how many of those that i'm gonna get launch day um 
you know, in just preparation of saving towards PS5 games and stuff. So I think, yeah, that could be a, a game I check out a little later in September. I just want to kind of see what it looks like at launch and how those first couple weeks unfold. And if people have put it down, because like, that's the thing with Anthem, right? I um, had checked that game out earlier and thought it was pretty neat. And then that game came out and it, uh, yeah, we all know <laughs> that happened uh, to Anthem. And, um, you know, what, what will this game look like by next year, right? Even Even in these last three months, you know, when the PS5 comes out, I know that it's it's coming that you can upgrade the versions to that but like people are going to be wanting to play all these new next gen games will they care about avengers come november december so yeah i'm really interested in that and it really comes down to them on how much content they have out the door and how frequently updates are are coming out there right because if they play the waiting game you know you could get lucky like no man's sky just kind of get back to work, improve that game, and come out really strong. But I think with this going into a new gen, it's a little bit of a different story, and they have a lot more to go up against. So, All right, Fall Guys. Talk about another game of the year contender here. Um, <laughs> we talked about this on the show last week because that was, the, I think our last episode went live the day that it had launched and we had plugged it like hey go play this game because Adam had played the beta you saw it circulating on Twitter now all three of us have played it and uh, how many wins are we at here Adam how many wins you got <laughs> I think I'm at 22 right now oh my god <laughs> you're insane dude. <laughs> what about you Luke I haven't gotten one oh, I've gotten man. so close <laughs> Yeah. And I've played, I'm like level 23 right now. I yeah. love the game, but yeah, it. I keep going back because it, it's so fun. I got my first win, uh, I think, yeah, two nights ago or something like that. It was at Fall, Fall Mountain or whatever. And it was one of those wins where me and another guy had pretty much grabbed it. And I just was the lucky one of being a millisecond <laughs> there nice. before he was. And I didn't feel too bad because I had been in that other guy's position so many times where I jumped for the crown. I'm like, that should have been my win. That's bullshit. I know. Yeah, I had that same thing happen, but I was the other guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a really fun game. I mean, we all three of us have actually played together. Um, mm -hmm. Luke, I played with you in uh, Friend of the Show, J.E. That was a, a huge blast. Um, I can't say how how fun it is to it's a lot funner playing with a squad because then you can kind of you know just chat you can and cheer each other on cheer each other on kind of and, a, yeah, and laugh fun. at you know you're getting blasted back by one of the windmills or whatever like it is a really fun party game which just yeah reinforces that i can't wait till we get like a, a local split screen so megan can jump in i was with just me. thinking that too yeah. yeah that'd be great totally and yeah, I, I just, you know, there's been a lot of server issues um, with that game, which is totally understandable. I mean, the fact that people were review bombing it because they couldn't get in the game. And, and trust me, I wanted to play it, too. I was frustrated right. when we, we couldn't. But this is a, a smaller studio developing this game. And I don't think that I think they, they thought it would be fairly successful, especially when it came to PS Plus on launch. But like this game has really gained some traction in 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 did you guys see those numbers they released today of like 
they sold like two million copies already mm-hmm. on Steam in oh addition to the yeah that's no insane. it's crazy that is so awesome though for no it's great that's and really good off of your point too Luke like I'm honestly just impressed the game servers run as well as they do considering mm-hmm. how many people are playing like yeah no totally Adam you've had 22 wins like how how has it you've clearly been playing quite a bit like what is what have been your teach us your ways (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm i'm not really sure i mean i uh i guess i'm i'm sort of impressed with myself to be honest like i didn't (laughs) expect to 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 find as much success as i have uh so far with the game but uh it certainly increases my enjoyment of it being able to actually like get some wins and when was it? it was uh just just a couple days ago i had a, a day where i had like six or seven wins in one day and it was just awesome because there's there's some days where you know i i won't get any or i'll get like one or two and i've uh had a couple cases where i get like two or three wins in a row i don't think i'm ever gonna get that five wins in a row the trophy uh that they have for it that that's just that's so hard um but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, looking for, you know, I've played through, you know, all the all the courses that they've had so far multiple times. So there's just been little sort of uh, little optimizations that I've been able to make in them um, with with Hexagon, which is one of the, I'd say, most common final stages that you'll run into. It's just kind of... Um, you know, getting getting a feel for that game and knowing when to kind of take your time versus when to kind of kind of speed things up a little bit and um, just being mindful of your surroundings all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Like with you know both playing by myself and with a squad. Um, it's really the first game that I've been able to squad up with with people from the the kind of funny community, and it's been it's been such a blast, really. Um, you know, like like you said, the the three of us played the other night, and I had a lot of fun with that. And uh, I've played a couple times with some of my uh, some people that I know that live around me. Um, you know, in my area, some of my friends we've played together, and uh, and then some some you know brand new kind of funny people that I've never talked to before, you know, ever. We have like this group chat going in uh, in Twitter where people are just constantly like, Hey, I'm on who wants to squat up. So, mm, yeah. uh, there's been a couple of times where I was able to, to jump on and, and squat up with some, uh, some best friends. And, you know, that, that's been a lot of fun, you know, just always feels like there's someone to, to play with. And that just, you know, makes things a, a little bit more enjoyable. Not that it's, uh, not enjoyable to, to play on my own because it, it definitely is. But, um, yeah, I I do hope to one day platinum it, but you know, that, like I said, that one's going to be a really really tough one to to get out. And I was looking at the the review scores for it because I I have this game on my my fantasy uh, fantasy critic team, and uh, it's sitting at a seventy nine right now, which you know mm. I'm guessing it's so low because of the server issues, and you know I uh, hopefully that that score will go up because yeah, it is it's it's a it's an indie game essentially with. Uh, you know, millions of people playing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, of course there's going to be server issues and, you know, there's really not a multiplayer game that, that comes out these days, especially on that scale. Um, 
that that runs perfectly so yeah, yeah there's definitely going to be some hiccups and yeah i know we all want it to be fixed but i think there needs to definitely be a reality check when it comes to this is a small studio um sure they've they've had i guess playstation throw a little bit of money their way but uh they're still mostly a small studio they're doing what they can and uh yeah people need to need to lighten up a little bit <laughs> totally like it's pretty ridiculous, and I mean, mo- most I would say like those those standing out are probably in the minority. Most people are just like you know regular people and understand. Um, but yeah, it's kind of ridiculous some of the the stuff they've had to deal with online in regards to the to those issues and stuff. So I yeah, I think it's important just to verbally put that out there that that's ridiculous and and shouldn't be tolerated for sure. Um, because it's it's not helping anything, right? You going on or review bombing it or whatever because of something that's completely out of their control, and they're literally working as hard as they can to make this game, you know, playable to you. And for it's just like it's a it's a little bit in entitlement, and it's just not it's the toxic side of gaming that you always hate to see. But that, like I said, that's in the minority. Majority of our people sharing clips of just crazy you know wins or crazy <laughs> things that happen even if it's something like a bug where typically you're kind of like oh look how broken this game is the, the bugs have been kind of funny in terms of <laughs> watching like I've, I've encountered my fair share of bugs and even if it was uh kind of prevented me from getting first place or having a it made a more challenging time for me you know i always end up laughing right because it's just like it's a silly game guys so like oh it's so silly don't take it so seriously if you if you're if you're still trying to get your win like like luke you know i i'm not much to talk i only have one win you know it will come like it's just a matter of time but even then i'm sure you could say this too luke like the the process of just playing the games even if you don't have the w under your belt has still been like tons of fun and that's why you're there oh yeah and I think like Adam was saying too, it's the first battle royale for me that I felt like I could put potentially win. Right. So yeah. I have that drive <laughs> to keep trying. trying yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so, so good. Um, yeah, so Fall Guys, if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, if you have PS Plus, it's sitting there waiting for you. So please check it out. <laughs> um, and I one, one more note uh, that I wanted to make is like the, the cosmetics around it and customization for your your fall guy or whatever is pretty cool i like the daily loot or whatever that you can kind of pick up um with your in-game currency they they basically have like these points that you get through leveling up this battle pass and through regular matches and then you get crowns and crowns are essentially wins i believe that's how that works right yeah and And you get a couple through the season pass as well totally yeah um so you're you you adam you probably like, do you, did you spend those 22 gold crowns on anything cool yet? Or have uh, you been hoarding them away for a... So I, I've, I've bought some, some new color schemes. I've bought uh, a couple, like, patterns. I've bought a couple, um, like, body pieces. And so, yeah, I've, I'm kind of trying to be stingy with them because <laughs> I know as soon as I spend them all, I'm, something awesome is going to drop. And I'm not going to have any crowns for it. So I am kind of hanging on to them a little bit. So of the the 22 wins that I got, plus the season pass, I got three. Um, so that would be 25 total. And I have 12 
left right now. So, yeah. um, you know, just waiting for that big, you know, something really cool to drop and then I'll have, have my crowns to spend. But yeah, there's usually something daily that's, that's one, maybe two crowns where it's like, I'm like, well, it's only one or two, so mm -hmm. it's not that bad. But yeah, I mean, it, it'll start to add up, you know, so I kind of have to have to watch the mm -hmm. spending of those a little bit. Did you get the like deep sea diver with the aquarium body one? I saw that a couple days ago. That was a cool one. The I didn't. I wanted to because the top looked like it reminded me a lot of a big daddy from yes. Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I so the, I, the, I was the I was very interested because it was like uh, yeah the bottom, right? it was an aquarium right. yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I I was very tempted but I'm like you know what I'm gonna save my crowns and I'm gonna fair enough I respect it yeah <laughs> I'm rocking my hot dog right now nice I, oh I love the hot dog yeah it's so good and I just picked up a ninja one today um, oh, nice. so there was uh, there was a white ninja top and ninja bottom on the I don't want to call it weekly, but it's one that lasts for more than just the one day. Right. Um, but then in the daily one, there was a, it was a purple ninja bottom Ooh. and uh, that one costs five crowns. So I did buy that one. I'm hoping that the purple top shows up tomorrow and I would probably use my crowns to get, the, yeah. uh, to get that piece. But so for the sake of time, I'm just going to kind of wrap up the show here. Um, but before that, Luke, you've been playing a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. Me and Adam have talked a lot about it. Uh, you're still working through it. How has that been? For sure. Um, yeah, I've been loving the game. Um, the open world especially is kind of the star of the show for me. Um, photo mode and exploring the environments and getting all the collectibles. I'm trying to get the platinum. I'm, I'm very close. I just have a couple collectibles left to pick up, and then I'm heading in to finish the story. So Nice. Um, but yeah, been really enjoying it. Been playing a lot <laughs> for yeah. since launch. It's been like the one game. I'm kind of excited to move on, but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Like I've really enjoyed the game, but ready to try something different. Yeah, I'm in the same boat too. I've been doing a lot and almost done Act Two. So, but yeah, I I'll be ready to play something a little bit different in terms of uh, its genre. I'm not. I don't want a big open world. I gotta. I'm probably waiting till um, Cyberpunk before I'm ready for another big game with so much to explore and do. For sure. Awesome. Well, let's move on to question of the week. This is where I ask you guys a question every single week. You answer it, and then we read all the responses on the following episode. So last week I asked you guys, would you like to see a Battle Royale mode in Halo? So we got a couple responses, two over on our Discord server, which if you're not a part of yet, you can head to the episode description or show notes or whatever, and there is a link to our Discord channel, so feel free to join that. We have a very small group of people that, uh, you know, there seems to be at least one person talking about something there a day. Um, so yeah, join in there if you want to have some discussions around games. So we have Gravier1984 says, with current trends the way they are, I think a Battle Royale mode would be a smart addition for them to make. I enjoy the PvE aspects of games more than PvP, so I'd personally like something like the old firefight mode. And then King S. Dot, King, King's, <laughs> I, this is an ongoing gig, Luke, but uh, anyways, <laughs> your brother Steven, 
King S. Dot. That's how I'm saying it. Sure, why not? But I want it to have the standard Team Deathmatch 2 since Battle Royale only keeps my interest for about three rounds. And then let me just double check. I don't think we got any responses on Twitter, but no, no responses on Twitter this week. So just those two. So Gravier1984, King S. Dot, thank you so much for responding. Uh, Luke Adam and I talked about this actually on last week's episode, and we kind of already gave an opinion on what we think on this question. But how about you? What do you think of a battle rail mode in Halo Infinite? Is that something that you would want to see? Sure. Um. Yeah, I think it could be cool. I I love the gameplay of Halo, and it's always been one that friends and I like to jump into. So another mode to kind of keep it interesting, I think, could be fun and in the landscape right now it seems like every shooter has a battle royale mode so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that halo would join yeah no for sure and that's what that's what we talked about i think it makes sense they already have so many things going for it they have crazy arsenal of over lots of games um for sure whatever they've added into it plus you know all the weapons the warthog scorpion banshee ghost like it just like those could work really well in a large open space yeah battle rail so i'm also thinking how they're kind of building this as a platform within yeah. games pass and it makes sense to have totally. this kind of long lasting games as a service mode that yeah. they could expand on yeah especially if they do adopt that battle pass formula um that seems to be working with all the other games that have been doing that i think that's something that's going to be a staple in multiplayer games going forward so uh yeah i i would really hope that we get to see it at some point. I just, I don't know if it is going to be there at launch or not. Sure. So this week's question, I wanted to ask this because we obviously <coughs> saw what the PS5 DualSense looked like. We talked about it on a previous episode. Recently, there was a leak of the Xbox um, Series X controller um, in its box and everything. And on the side of the box, it actually alluded to Xbox Series S slash X. Of course, we don't know anything about the S. It's pretty much at this point confirmed, but not confirmed because it's been circulating on rumors and stuff like that. Um, so that was the interesting pull away from that whole thing. But when you look at the Xbox controller and you look at the DualSense, they're kind of going different directions here. Sony's kind of doing something different, but still has some of the DNA from the DualShock 4. And where Xbox is kind of keeping things pretty much identical. Um, so that that's kind of why I wanted to ask this question for you guys. is How do you feel about these next generation controllers? Do you think Xbox is doing enough? Um, do you want new generation controllers to be similar to the previous generation? Or are you looking for something fresh and new and exciting or hasn't been done before? So you can respond to that. Like I said, over on our Discord server where the question is posted every week, head over to Twitter at GamesAreFunPod. You can answer over there. Or if you're old school, you can email us, contact at GamesAreFunPodcast.com. All right. Well, Adam, Luke, thank you guys so much for doing this episode. Luke, thank you for joining. Really appreciate you making the time to, to come in and talk uh, talk about some video games with us. Uh, remind people where they can find you and your podcast. Yeah, of course. And thanks so much for having me on. It was really fun, guys. Um, So you can find Lukewarm Games Podcast on all major streaming services. And then you can also follow the podcast um, at Lukewarm Games on Twitter. Awesome. 
Adam? Uh, you can find me on uh, both Twitch and Twitter at AdamPalooza85. Awesome. You can follow me at Luke Allen Arm. Like I said, follow the show at Games Are Fun Pod. If you're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Games Are Fun Podcast. And like I said, at the top of the show, it would be greatly appreciated if you could just even just go check out our Teespring store over there with our merchandise. Link for that in the description. All right, this has been another episode of Games Are Fun. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you all next week.